Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to create a successful podcast. I'm Colin Gray, joined as always by Matthew McLean. Hello there. Good How day to you, sir. Good, good, yeah. It's uh, not bad outside, actually. Quite warm. Lovely at this yeah. time. Not that we'd know it in here. I think we mentioned no. that a lot, but we blocked the, the window. Dark up, room. Um, <laughs> which, for most most of the year, is a really good thing. Yes. <laughs> Keep the cold out, but yeah. now it's keeping the warm out. For the two days, it's warm in Scotland. It's keeping the warm out. <laughs> uh, but as you know, if you've been listening along, we have been covering podcast equipment on this season. We've gone through all the basics from from uh, microphones to uh, recorders, right up to the level of mixers and stuff like that. And last episode, you can go back and have a listen. We covered the uh, maybe boring bits, not the boring bits, cables, the bits and bobs, as we call them. Yeah. Uh, the other bits that you need to connect all the important parts together. Uh, this time around, we're going on to something slightly different. It's not hardware this time, it's software. So we want to go into how you actually record and edit your audio. So the software, the apps, the whatever it is that you use to actually capture that audio and then to make edits to it. But this is what you spend your life in, Matthew, isn't it? Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're away out and then I just sit and paint Warhammer miniatures. Uh, I've got a secret stash of them in my drawer. <laughs> I do not doubt that at all. Uh, so we're going to go through all the software, all the uh, yeah, all the things you need on your computer or on mobile devices to, to record and edit. Uh, before we jump into that, I'll mention our podcast host, Academy. If you do want to find out more about editing, uh, we've got a full course on Audacity, for example how to use audacity to edit going from total beginner level right up to pro level editing skills uh, and if you want to use audacity which we're going to talk about during this episode you can join up to the academy use that course and become a pro level editor in no time it's matthew's uh, delightful dulcet tones that'll take you through that course isn't how it, exciting that's worth also mentioning that the adobe edition course in there is put together by mike russell indeed if yes. you ever uh, need any help on adobe edition if you ever google anything <laughs> about it mike's always the, the top yeah. man there isn't he top so. youtube result absolutely uh, so the academy has both of those courses for audacity and audition if you want to join in all you have to do is go over to pod.academypod.academy and you'll see how to join up and all the other things you get as well courses live coaching all that stuff but let's jump into the good stuff let's talk about editing first i think it's worth you mentioned this before matthew worth covering what actually editing should people do this is one a common question isn't it like how much should i actually edit mm -hmm. like what what do you consider the minimum I think like you're wanting to do the, the what we call the top and tail. So like, for example, we've sat down, we've hit record, we've not immediately went into the content yeah, as if it was yeah. a, a radio show and it's went live, for example. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be that little bit at the start and little bit at the end that you're going to want to cut off. And then you're probably going to want to work on the volume levels and do a bit of yeah, processing yeah. as well. So a kind of minimum thing to do there is just to to sort of do a bit of not what we call normalisation, just bringing the entire yeah. volume, if you like, of the track up to yeah. a level where your listener can hear it if they're listening through earbuds sitting on a bus, you know, yeah, in yeah. a busy street and things like that. So I think that that's really the most basic sort of things that you would want to do, isn't it? 
Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the, the silence stuff. So, so we need to be able to do a bit of actual cutting, don't we? To be able to cut out the silence at the start and the end. And that ties into if you do want to end up, if you do make some huge mistakes, like we'd always argue, actually, you just kind of, if you make mistakes, it's human, isn't it? Like you can leave that stuff in. You don't mm-hmm. need to be perfectionist about it. But sometimes you actually just say something that's plain wrong by accident. Yeah, and you need like to I do it every week. What was my <laughs> one last week? Cables are oh, more yeah. expensive if they're shorter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is blatantly Dutch. Yeah, I went and checked. That I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're more expensive the longer they are. Uh, but yeah, so so the cutting, so cutting and normalization. Really, it's cutting out those silences. Uh, don't do over editing in the middle, uh, and then the normalization. That's the minimum. Um, I mean, I we've actually got an article on this. I called it. I wrote it a few years back and called it the me editing approach. So the minimum effective editing approach. And you can go and find that over at uh, thepodcasthost.com forward slash mee. And that's actually a short link that exists, Matthew, but I'm going to write that down wow. as usual to check. Uh, but yeah, thepodcasthost.com forward slash M-E-E. And that will take you through that minimum effective editing. I think the second level of it is really, it just adds in two things. Really, it's the maybe a touch more of the internal editing if you really want to refine it, cut out some of the, the fat of a show um, and adding in music. So being able to do a bit of more multi-track, so being able to overlay music over your voice and do that sort of transition between the two. But again, that's like second level. That's like, it's not necessary, is it? Mm-hmm. Like many successful shows have started out with not having music for a fair bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another one actually is before doing a normalize, if you can do a hard limit as well. So that actually makes the, can you explain that a bit, Matthew? How, what as I always do, do the, the hard limit are giving your audio a haircut. Uh-huh. So if you look at a waveform, it's the, the visual representation of your audio. It's like a spiky, looks kind of like a mountain range if you like so a hard limit is basically saying those peaks over that certain level just run right across and just flatten them right out and what that then means is you can boost the overall volume to make it a lot more consistent so like if we just were to normalize a file we'd recorded a conversation that was pretty quiet and then you laughed because i said something stupid like cables are more expensive when they're shorter (laughs) and I, i just went to normalize that it would only really look at your laughter because it's comfortably the loudest point of the audio. So it wouldn't really affect the rest of it. So a hard limiter is a way to to kind of get around that and just cut that peak off, if you like. It's related to compression, isn't it? A hard limiter, I've been told by Matt, our expert friend Matt Boudreau, um, is actually just uh, a compressor compressor set to really ridiculous. Yeah, it's very aggressive. Yeah, a very aggressive and weirdly set compressor. So yeah, so it relates compression if you've heard of compression. But yeah, so that's, I mean, even at the at that kind of more advanced level, you're taking multi-track, you're taking cutting, you're taking normalization and possibly a hard limit as well. So that's really, I mean, that is more than enough for most podcasters, I would mm-hmm. say. So that'll tie into the software we're about to talk about. We'll talk about whether all of these different recording and editing DAWs have these options in there. Worth mentioning, uh, DAW as well, DAW, uh, it stands for Digital Audio Workstation. So if you ever hear us saying DAWs, yeah. sounds like a really... We'll try not to be, because it is really, actually a bit of a jargon. Really mundane film, DAWs, <laughs> like a Sheriff Brody decides on what editing software he's going to use for his shark podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, right, so what software have we got then? I mean, is there is there any point in breaking out recording and editing? They all, they all do both, really, don't they? Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. 
I reckon, you know, some of the more, uh, well, some of the, we're splitting them up. We've got the free version and then we've got some paid yeah. uh, versions. And I think the only real difference when it comes to recording is that, well, the free one is Audacity, which we'll talk about in a second. It does have the capabilities. There's like a mythical ways out there where you could do some multi-track recording in it, <laughs> yeah. but like it's it's like finding a unicorn, basically, to find the right <laughs> device that's going to link up with it and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. So I would say if you want to do multi-track recording straight into your computer, yeah. you're going to want to look at some of the paid options, which we're going to mention here. But obviously the, the free one, the most popular one, the one that we often recommend to people to get started because it's free and because it's actually a really good program as well as uh, Audacity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Audacity's great, isn't it? It's like, it's been around for so long. Uh, we've recommended that so many people, so many podcasters use it simply because it costs nothing. But actually, that's not even true. Not simply because it costs nothing, but because it's quite powerful too. Like it's got all the options you need really, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Y- y- you know, when you look through Audacity, and again, a couple of years ago when I created that course and really took a deep dive in it, there's not a lot it can't do. It, fair enough, it doesn't look the best. It looks a bit dated. Uh, they did update it recently, so it does look a, a bit better. But, you know, in terms of its functionality, it's a, a really good program and you won't, you know, nine nine out of ten podcasters won't ever use it and think, oh, that, that's missing, this is missing. Yeah. You know, it does more than enough for yeah. most people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great app. I mean, the only downside for me in Audacity is it's just, it's clunky as hell, isn't it? And it looks, it looks old fashioned. It's mm. not exactly the nicest environment to work in. Um, and actually, once you do start using something like Audition, so we use Audition pretty exclusively here, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you start using something like that, it, going back to Audacity does feel like, you know, going back to a little, a, a wee old ZX Spectrum or something. It's yeah. like, it does what you want it to do, but it just feels like using something. 15 years old. <laughs> and it, it really does, as like I found out this week, weren't work line, it, you struggle to share um, sessions. It can yeah, be done, but yeah. it's really, Audacity creates a whole load of junk around yeah. sessions and data and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Whereas Audition, we'll share stuff all the time and it's really simple to do it. Yeah, you know, you just yeah, open up yeah. your session. If you need to, you go and find the files and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Audacity is not great for collaboration, I would say. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's there's there's it's the workflow stuff as well in terms of like with Audition, <clears throat> you've got lots of keyboard shortcuts and loads of things that make it really easy and sort of automations and stuff like that that make things much quicker. So paying for it really, the reason you're paying is to make things quicker and easier as opposed to more features in many set in many ways. Mm-hmm. Although there's probably there's more tools in Audition to be fair, but. For me, it's more about the speed of how you work and how easy it is to get that work done, isn't it? And that's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's Audacity then. So with Audacity, you can record. If you do want to use Audacity, really, it's for recording solo, isn't it? It's for recording on your own. It's for um, getting the work done in um, you know a basic way uh, and costing you absolutely no money, which is perfect for a lot of podcasters. Mm-hmm. I would have Worth said. mentioning too that like I have worked with some setups where you can use it. Like if we were recording here, yeah, we could use something like say the Focusrite Scarlet. We could plug that in. We could um, get ourselves on two different stereo tracks, and we could actually work with that. So you can you of can course, get yeah. that very light version of of multi track. Actually, you, you know your normal. 
Yeah, equipment. yeah. Sorry, I should have been clearer there. So recording in one place, I should say. So I'll cut, I think we should come on to after talking about the software. We'll do a quick roundup of some of the recording tools that let you record remotely, which actually we hadn't thought about before. But yeah, we'll make sure we go through a couple of them. But because uh, a lot of people think about Skype recording and stuff like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Audacity. Yeah, all of these pieces of software really they're for recording either solo or in one place mm-hmm. so you're, you're you've got a focus right with like eight mics into it going straight into audacity but not multi-track like you said so it's yeah. just onto a stereo track so yeah you can split out left and right two people can't you mm-hmm. if you put one person on the left channel one person on the right channel but no more than two really okay um next option up so the first one of our paid options is as you probably know one of our apps which is alitu so alitu is our own podcast maker app comes in at 28 dollars a month and the intention with alitu is that it actually does uh it does basically all the editing that we talked about so it does it allows you to do top and tail it allows you to do internal edits it adds your music automatically and does the transitions as well um it lets you do many tracks so you can upload like five or ten recordings and join them all together and it'll publish them too um so the editing side of things is all there uh not some of the power so i'll talk about the downsides of alto though if you're looking to do really detailed editing though it's not for you because if you're going to be doing like 15 20 30 edits like you're editing out ums and has and and cutting out loads of sections it's just not the editor is designed to make it really easy to get in there to cut out a few mistakes that you know are there to do the top and tail as well but it's not there for making like 15 20 30 edits or anything like that so Alitu is really designed for a a simpler podcasting workflow. If you want to make it really easy and quick to go through and create your podcast, to to edit it and to get it out there, that's what it's for. And it does do solo recording as well. So there is a recording tool there on the upload page where you can record yourself solo. So you can do like a a short-ish episode, whether it's five or ten minutes long or whether you want to just do an intro to an interview. So you upload your interview, which was recorded elsewhere, and then you record an intro to that interview right into the app. And we've got a, a mobile app coming up soon as well, actually. So Brand's just finishing that up just now, um, whereby you'll be able to record directly into your phone. So using like the smart labs we talked about in an earlier episode or or something like that, or even just holding your phone up to your mouth, uh, you can actually just upload that direct from the phone to the app and create an episode that way. So that'll be out hopefully within a couple of months. Okay, yeah, it won't be long until Spotify buyers for £100 million. Pounds. £100 billion. Billion. Pounds, billion. Yes. Let's oh, go yeah. billion. With a B. <laughs> So yeah, that's what Alitu really is for people who want to do, want to cut out a bit of the editing they have to do. So you don't have to do the normalization, you don't have to do the hard limiting, all that kind of stuff, because we do that automatically for you. But you do want to do a little bit of the editing, like cutting out some silences, that kind of stuff. Um, But you want to keep it simple, you want to keep it sustainable. That's what it's for. What about the next option up then, uh, Matthew? So Audacity was the free DAW, the free editing software that goes on your computer. What about uh, the first kind of level of paid software? Yeah, it's not one that I've got a lot of personal experience with, but it's it's very highly regarded in podcasts and it's Hindenburg Journalist. Um, that is a one-off purchase in $95. I believe like 
once a year, I can't remember what it's about, but they do like a big uh, deal where you could get oh, it yeah? for next to nothing. I can't really? remember. It, it may, might be for podcast day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But Hindenburg Journalist, I think their strengths are really, I mean, a clue's in the name there, journalists. So yeah, people yeah. going out and gathering content and just making it really easy to, to pull all that content in and compile it. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it's, it's, uh, DEW, I know we said we wouldn't use the term, but it's very much like all the other ones are um, tailored to speech and music, but this is very much just speech. Like, they make no qualms about that, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not for people that are working with music, basically, yeah. unless it's intro and outro music. It's not, it's not a huge multi-track thing then for, I, like, layering up a you, bunch of stuff. I think you could... What I more yeah. mean is just, you know, if you're a music producer, oh, not that you're working yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. music in your podcast, yeah, yeah. but, like, you know, you look at addition in that, you'll find all sorts of stuff like metronomes and, yeah, yeah. you know all this From different music yeah, yeah, yeah so this is a this is very much a, a program that's designed for people doing spoken word audio content yeah 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 i get the impression that hindenburg's kind of like the software version of or they've got the same idea as we have with alitu which is simplifying things it like cuts out some of the more powerful options that people generally don't need to simplify things that's always the impression i've had of hindenburg um so it's like uh it's pros are that it's simpler it's easier to go through makes that a bit more sustainable um doesn't have the automation options of course but then again it's only a, a one-off price so pros and cons there too so yeah i again yeah i've not used it either i got a demo at podcast movement last year of Hindenburg mm. actually and it did it just looked really simple um and yeah nice to use so what about next level up then so pro options um, we've got a couple on our list, don't we, that we've got a bit of experience with. One in particular, which is Audition. Like, why did you end up using Audition in the first place? Quite simply because that was what I was trained on back in the day at college. So I think it was Audition 3.0 in those days. Um, I say trained at the college, you know. They, they, <laughs> I, I, was, I was introduced to it and then self-taught. Uh, was what I, I didn't mess around. Um, but yeah, Audition, you know, it's one of those and what I, what I often tell people is like pick pick something and learn it and try and master it and don't don't think that you're going to drastically improve your podcast by moving from addition to reaper or yeah, reaper yeah. to hindenburg or hindenburg to pro tools yeah you know it's yeah. about just getting really comfortable with something it's because your thing. content's the most important thing and these things are all you know you could make them as simple or as complicated as you want to but addition you know, I've got this love-hate relationship with it. I really like it. I'm really comfortable with it. I like all the features. The downsides, you know, I don't, don't necessarily like the subscription model. Yeah, yeah. And also I've found their support to be less than optimal at times. <laughs> Far like, less. <laughs> I've, you know, I've had a lot of bugs, various things uh, through my audio drama yeah, work, just yeah. little things that, that, you know, are actually quite big things because you're paying a lot of money for this every month. And I got in touch with their support at one point and they referred me to a forum so that like I could get help from other customers. And I just <laughs> thought like, that's, you can't do that. You know, yeah. you're taking money. You've got a you've got to be given support back. Um, so Especially if it's literally a broken part of the yeah, software. Yeah. yeah. So the, again, you know, the program's brilliant. Things do, you know, you get bugs, you get bugs in any software. The support could be better. And yeah, the the 30 quid a month, you know, it's it's a fair old chunk of money. I think the the argument for subscriptions is that it's supported in quotation marks, but it's updated. <laughs> so they'll bring out a new feature, you'll get that. Whereas as far as I know, if, if you just buy 
say you know Hindenburg yeah, and they improve yeah. it I dare say you know I, I don't know if you'd get access to that update they tend, to, they tend to have like little updates and then like one big update every year or two mm, or mm. that kind of thing so yeah you'll get a few little updates and then the next big update you basically have to pay again mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. generally that's how it works Hi. yeah I agree I, when I started using Audition um, I mean I, I use it fairly not quite as complex to to as much complexity as you do with your audio dramas and stuff but we make a fair few documentary style podcasts with Mm -hmm. a fair bit of layering like three or four tracks worth of you know narration music and voice and stuff and i find that you know i i use a fair few of the tools and i do love the workflow like i just find the keyboard shortcuts and the I don't know. There, there's a, a few kind of little thing, little ways that it helps you that makes things a lot quicker. Um, and being able to go back on stuff—that's the thing that gets me with Audacity. Like you cut off a bit, or you make, or you build a, a wee transition by using the fade tool or something. Mm. It's irreversible. Yeah. Unless you like undo fifty steps. Aye. Whereas we call a, that destructive editing yeah, exactly, versus yeah. um, the, the opposite. The other destructive. non-destructive. <laughs> non-destructive. Um, whereas with addition, you're using the little drag and drops that, to like put a wee fade on the end of your clips, or mm-hmm. you're overlapping clips, and it doesn't destroy them; it remembers yeah, what they just are. Just hiding so, it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's so much more. It's just so much more easy to use, and so much, so much more reversible. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it's for me. I mean, we use it professionally, so it's worth the money for us. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can see why it's not worth it for most podcasters. Okay. Anyway, so what about a last one, um, which is another one we've been recommended a lot, but haven't necessarily used a lot, which is Reaper. Yeah, Reaper's an interesting one because it is a one-off purchase. Like you can get a sort of personal license for for sixty dollars, um, and Reaper's it's one of those uh, programs where like people who are vastly experienced on things like Edition or maybe Pro Tools or some of the other ones, Logic, Cubase, all that. Uh, they'll move to Reaper and really like it and stick with it. And it, it's a weird um, program. It's it's kind of like Pro Tools in that it gets its complete evangelists. Like when people convert to Reaper, it's like, you know, they, they, they wax lyrically about it and tell yeah, everyone else yeah. who should use it. So it's it's got this weird thing about it, this sort of weird cult following. Yeah, it generates but, that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a lot of experience with it myself, but it's obviously a really good program. And one of the big pluses is that you could just buy it. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to spend, you know, two months on Adobe yes. Additional by <laughs> Reaper for, for your life. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. you could see why. You know, for that alone, it might be attractive to people. Yeah, you can't argue with that, really. The comparison. I, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think there's you know much, if anything, it can't do that. Addition can, if you like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty much eatsy peaksy on that front. Yeah, so. totally. And I believe the the workflow is a bit more. It's definitely more towards addition than audacity in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. like making things easier. It's non destructive as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's. Too. Yeah. If do you know what? If we ha- again, we haven't used it very much. So if you do have any feedback on Reaper in terms of that, it'd be great to put a comment on. We'll put it on. If you send us something in around Reaper, if you're a an avid Reaper user, we'd love to get a like a one or a two minute recording on what you think it's good at and bad at, and we'll stick that on uh, one of our final episodes for the season, so everybody can hear that. That'd be great. Just send it into info at thepodcasthost.com. Uh, but that covers all the DAWs that we want to cover, doesn't it? Um, I think, and this is a late edition, it's not in Matthew's notes here, but I think it's worth covering briefly the recording only tools 
we we haven't recovered this covered these on the season yet, have we? In terms of like no. Ringer and Ecamm and all that kind of stuff. Let's go through them very quickly then, because there's a range of tools out there that are just for recording. So we talked about the fact that Audacity, uh, Audition, Reaper, really they're for recording either yourself on your own in your studio, in your office, whatever it is, or if you've got a multi-microphone device like a mixer or a, or a, a, a focus right or something like that, you can record a few people straight into it. But the distance recording uh, approach, which is pretty common to co- podcasting, like talking over Skype or whatever, that's not possible. Uh, well, it's not not possible, is it? But it's uh, it's harder mm. <laughs> using these softwares. So a few of those, uh, a few things popped up in terms of solutions to that. So there's one which is basically one type of solution, which is the Skype recorder. So being able to record a Skype call. So what do we use these days on that, Matthew? Well, Skype very recently, I say very recently, within the last year time of recording, yeah. introduced their own recording feature. Yes, so that was a bit of a game changer. It's It's pretty basic. But, uh, you know, you won't get like multi-track and all that. But you know what? For most people, they don't even need it. And, you know, you jump on Skype and it's really simple. It's just everything's contained in one app. So Skype Recorder for a lot of folks is is going to be working uh, perfectly for them. Um, Especially if you've just started out and don't use anything else. Yeah. so many people tell us they want multi-track recording. Like, mm. I, I need one tra- one voice on one track and one on the other so that I can normalise them separately and cut out the dog yeah. barking in the background and all that stuff. And then they never do it. They do it yeah. once, realise how long it takes to do them separately and then never do it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, multi-track recording, lots, lots of reasons for it and lots of reasons that it's optimal, yeah, but... Yeah. It, most folk just don't need it and yeah, they get yeah. obsessed with it. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> the, the two... The two sort of uh, big recording platforms for remote recording traditionally were like for your your Mac, you had Ecamm. Well, you yeah. have Ecamm call recorder. Yes. For your PC, it was always Pamela. Yeah, Pamela yeah. got a bit broken and doesn't like cooperate with Skype anymore. Up, did it? Yeah. So now you've got one called Talk Helper. Yeah. Uh, we've got a roundup in this. I'll have Indeed. to freestyle a... Go for it. I'll write it down blank. as you do it. Um, <laughs> Thepodcasthost.com slash... Online recording? Is that too long? Online? No, that's good. Online because, recording. Uh, it's, uh, quite specific. Online recording, yeah. And that'll take you to our article, which goes through all the different ways, um, including Ecamm, Talk Helper, a few other options like that. Plus the other things which we're about to talk about, which is the kind of the proliferation of double ender tools as well. Mm. So double ender really just means recording each person on their own end. So double end, like you record in your place, I record in mine, and then they're put together at the end. Mm. And there's a few tools around that do this. So uh, the one that I use most often, for example, is called Ringer, R-I-N-G-R dot com. Uh, all you do is you set up the conversation on there. Uh, the software emails your interviewee a link, and then at the recording time, you both click that link and you end up in the Ringer software, whether that's on your phone, because they've got a good mobile app, or whether it's on your computer in a browser, and you end up talking to the other person through the Ringer software. Uh, and the key thing is that it works fine. The, the, the Ringer software works just like Skype, exactly the same approach. But the key thing is that Ringer is then recording your interviewee on their computer, getting full quality on their computer. So if they've got a decent mic, you're not worrying about call quality, like you're not worrying about Skype falling over, because things like, like Ecamm and Talk Helper, they just record 
Skype, the Skype mm, call mm. itself. So if the Skype call quality's rubbish, it's getting like crappy and somebody's quality. voice goes and yeah. like literally is being recorded <laughs> like that. <so. laughs> exactly. Yeah. So any cutouts, any drops, any of that kind of stuff, you're that's all in your recording. Whereas with something like Ringer, even if you hear that person's quality dropping because the call's getting a bit um, worse quality, or if they drop out a couple of times, Ringer is recording that person on their side so they can keep speaking full quality on their mic, full quality in your mic, and Ringer put it together at the end and then you can download that source file so it sounds really good you get really good quality through that um and i've done a bunch of interviews for for the games show that we work on for the uk games fund for example we did them all through ringer um and we got pretty decent quality for all mm. of them like especially because a few of the a few of the games developers obviously because it, it does depend on mic quality but mm-hmm. games developers are a geeky bunch so yeah. they tend to have good tech <laughs> so a few of them had some nice mics uh, so yeah that came it's across well probably worth mentioning too that you can do the double ender on your own That's uh, true. Yep. simply by you know get on skype and record the skype call as your primary source if you like yep. but then you could you know either fire up audacity and hit record and your guest would do the same or you maybe have a zoom recorder to hand you could yeah, record yeah. so you're both recording independent parts of the conversation which you could sync together later yes. on and that's something you could do as a backup uh, yeah, if yeah. you want to yeah but, totally. um, in case it drops out too much yeah totally um there's other options there obviously there's a few others uh you've got things like uh, zencaster or one you've got squadcast I is it clear no not clear cast I always get the other there's another one um, there's one literally called cast I think try cast oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah again indeed. in the yeah. in the roundup yeah. but uh, and yeah, you, zoom as well like yeah of zoom. course yeah, yeah not to be cons- uh, confused with the zoom recorder yeah yeah zoom.us mm-hmm. yeah zoom.us zoom.us are more an alternative to Skype as opposed to a double ender because they don't mm-hmm. do a double ender but they yeah. they uh, record a call essentially but yeah call quality but yeah actually no good point though because zoom we i use zoom often um yeah but again you can see all of those options squadcast Zencaster, all the rest over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash online recording obviously if you do that you still need the daw Mm-hmm. to do the editing yeah yeah because <laughs> they're just capturing the recording that's just a way of getting a better recording online and then you bring it into audacity upload it to ala to bring it into audition whichever way you want to go um we're actually looking at just now tying in ala to to either ringer or squadcast or any of them so you can push straight from those apps mm-hmm. into ala which would be quite cool I'm so really excited this to is that up one. to two billion from spotify oh, yeah, yeah suddenly yeah it's great <laughs> cool okay uh anything else you want to mention on this matthew i would just say again i would reiterate that when you're choosing a daw when you're choosing a recording and editing platform it's not going to define your podcast you know just because you spend uh, a certain amount of money or 30 quid a month or that it's not going to necessarily mean you've got a better podcast it's just pick something uh, the chances are it's good enough anyway and get comfortable with it and try and master that and, and focus the bulk of your attention on your content and also on recording good source material like we've spoke about this yeah, earlier yeah. in the in the, the season you know it's 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 not about taking in like really bad audio and making it sound great yeah. you, you need to just record good sound stuff and then this is 
more icing on the cake yeah. with the editing and that. Yeah. So yeah, you want to um, make you want to make editing as simple for yourself as possible, don't mm-hmm, you? Which mm-hmm. means having a decent set of mics, a decent recording environment, so you're not getting dogs barking in the background or fans whizzing or whatever. Yeah, um, and you edit. do your do your due diligence yeah. and should avoid that as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you can, <laughs> arguably, if you're recording in the best way possible like with our setup in front of us we've done our we've checked our levels we've got our mic set up no background noise if we pressed record and press stop at the right time and we didn't make any mistakes that should be fine like that shouldn't need any editing should it Mm -hmm. if we Mm -hmm. go without music so arguably that would be the best process like just go completely live like treat it as if it's a radio show and you're not going to do a thing to it um, and that's the way to make it more sustainable, isn't it? Like that's the way to get a show out every single week. Yeah. Yeah. But reality, most of us will make a mistake every now and again, or you want to put music in there. So you want to use something. I mean, I, I know it's ours, but that was, that is what we designed Alitu to be is so that you can do it that way so that you can just do a recording um, and just do the minimum possible to get it sounding great, to polish it up, to have your music in there, your branding in there put a couple of clips together and just publish it and not worry so much but the editing is just like it's it's a a very short chore you have to do at the end of your recording before you have to get it out so that is what ality was intended for but i mean you can do that with the other tools as well it just takes maybe a a touch longer or a wee bit more learning that's all all right will that do it yeah just a couple of couple of links there uh to articles that the listener might find useful we've got um our complete podcast software guide you'll yeah. find that at the podcasthost.com slash software these are links that have been created in advance for <laughs> once uh you've got a best <laughs> podcast editing software roundup which kind of is like a written version of this episode if you like and that's the podcasthost.com forward slash Dawes, D-A-W-S, Dawes, that, that film that yeah. I'm going to make. Um, and then we've got... Uh, You're <laughs> noticing you forgot to uh, put in the show. We've got the podcasthost.com, <laughs> uh, which apparently is... Uh, it's I know what that one is. It's slash making. Yeah. You, cl- uh, you claimed you'd planned this ahead and then you, uh, you yeah, were so I, smug before we came into the recording I know, here. <laughs> I was celebrating too early. Uh, so best podcast making apps. We've covered this earlier yeah. in the this, this series when we talked about mobile recording. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got a roundup on, on all those sort of apps that you could record and edit yeah. in your phone and on your desktop and that. So podcasthost.com, thepodcasthost.com forward slash making. Perfect. Okay. And again, just to mention uh, our podcast host academy has courses on audacity so if you do choose to go the free route then if you did fancy paying a wee bit to join up to the academy then we can help you become pro level in that audacity editing very quickly similar with audition we've got a course in there too and also a bunch of coaching so we do live coaching sessions every couple of weeks every two weeks where you can ask matthew me or any of the rest of the team uh, any of your editing questions or recording software or basically anything about podcasting will help you through your launch your growth your monetization and all that stuff and we've got a range of other courses tools resources uh, a music library in there that you can use during your editing as well so pop over to pod.academy pod.academy and you'll see all the details of what's included otherwise that'll do it for this time i think we're almost at the end of the season aren't we matthew yeah we are um one more maybe on like 
live video stuff. Yeah, we've got down we've got down video and broadcast. I definitely I want to go into next episode a wee bit of the stuff I've learned over the last little while about how to incorporate video into your podcasting. So there's a bit of, there's a bit of kit involved there around how to record video, how to broadcast it, that kind of stuff. In case any of you want to do and want to play around with recording video alongside your podcast um, for promotional purposes, for, you know, growing a YouTube channel, for extra promotion for your podcast. There's a lot of reasons why you might want to do it. Um, So yeah, we'll go into that. And we do have listening apps on here too. We might go into a few listening apps at the end just as a wee bonus episode, eh? Less about creating, but more about... Uh, I've tried all the listening apps out there, I think. Have you? Uh, <laughs> but you my, stuck with Overcast. You've got Overcast. My contribution to the, the episode <laughs> will just be Overcast's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll maybe go into that as well. But anyway, video and broadcast to tie out really the equipment part of this season. Um, but yeah, again, if you do have any comments on any other editing packages, particularly Reaper, it'd be great to get some pros and cons if you're a avid Reaper user. Um, but actually any other editing packages out there too, because I know there's a lot around. Uh, send your voice clip into thepodcasthost.com. Uh, wait a minute, I, no, forward slash contact. You can do it on the contact page via the SpeakPipe, um, uh, the SpeakPipe uh, voice message tool. Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for hosting as always, Matthew. Did I host? I well, thought I just turned off and you yeah. hosted. Uh, thank <laughs> you for the opportunity. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, look forward to, to seeing Overcast on the listening apps. And that is it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining in and listening and we'll see you on the next episode.